If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It's a thing. Um, somebody that uh, has uh, probably credentials and and if he flew down here, could probably just walk into the game. But I don't know why he would want to do that in person and pay for a flight and everything else because he's all the way in Tennessee. But he writes for the Bucks uh, from A to Z Sports. You can find him, uh, Evan Winter, A to Z Sports. Google it. You'll see all the links. He is on the hotline right now. Let's go to him. Hello, Evan. How are you today? Gentlemen, I'm doing well. How are y'all doing tonight? Oh, my God. So good. At least the Tennessee Titans won. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, there's this thing um, that I call, like, the trifecta. And, you know, the balls, the Titans, and the Bucks winning. And obviously, being those three teams who they are, it doesn't happen very often. And sure enough, once again, the Buccaneers ruined it for, like, the second week in a row. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And like I said, I'm used to it by now, so whatever. Right. So so last week when we talked, I asked if it was time to panic and you said not quite yet. And I said that I was leaning on the panic button like an old lady on Family Feud who thinks she has the number one answer on the board. But I wasn't pressing it yet. And today I feel like I'm stomping on the button. Um, Where where do you think we should be at now after two weeks in a row losing to arguably the two worst teams uh, both one and five or both one win teams when they when we faced them. Uh, is it time to panic? What's going on? Yeah, you're smashing that panic button ah! right now. <laughs> the, the Buccaneers and, and the Bucks fans. And I mean, you know, the meme with the, like the superhero in the cape and sweating. You don't know yes. what button to push. That, that dude's not even sweating in this meme that, you know, that's around the Buccaneers. It's it's bad, man. Like this. I guess, you know, you could say, you know, you hit rock bottom before you start really coming back up, and maybe that will apply here. But, no, I don't see any way that this is going to get better to the point of where this team is the Super Bowl contender that we thought coming in. Um, It's bad. And, like I said, I don't know how they fix this because it's not one thing. Yes, a lot of it is coaching, but the overwhelming majority – of it is coaching and you know the staff just not putting these guys in the right position right and just play play sequencing so on and so forth um but at the same time when you've got mike evans dropping you know he had a he had a according to next gen stats he had 11 yards of separation on that play i mean he just faced dante jackson you Uh know pushed him aside it's like will ferrell in old school when he gets hit with the trank dart in the neck and right. shoving the kid out of the way like you know just like doing stuff doing stuff like that and you know but when he's dropping play or dropping balls like that and then you've got the illegal formation penalty you know on the big play to chris godwin that takes away a first down and moves you inside of, you know i think it was the 25 possibly and, and then it's a third and eight and then you know you've got donovan smith committing false starts and it's just everywhere you look, the Buccaneers take one step forward, they take four steps back. So I don't know how you fix it. I really yeah, don't. when you see you know a team that's disjointed like that, the first thing I go to is is coaching because it's really incumbent upon them to make sure that the team is playing you know disciplined, make sure that they they know what they're doing and they're not lining up in illegal formations. 
and you know, and also keeping the morale up. I mean, there's so much to be said for that. You know, you know, Tom Brady came in two years ago and he brought this culture, you know, of this winning culture. But he wasn't alone in that. You know, you had Bruce Arians there who had a team working as a well-oiled machine under him. And it was kind of like this whole cohesive unit of, of good culture. And Tom Brady was that missing Lego piece, you know, to, to really launch him into that into that full-on winning culture. And now it just seems like it's all kind of disjointed. You know, like you said, they're not putting – the right people in the right positions to perform at their best. And it kind of brings the morale of the whole team down. And and look, I, I hate to say it, but it might have had a little little something to do with Mike Evans dropping that pass. Uh, you think he wants to walk over to the sideline and face Bruce Arians after dropping a pass that floated into his hands like it was a Frisbee golf? You know, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, it just seems like the accountability isn't there. And, it, and it's kind of bringing everything down. Uh, from what from from what I'm seeing off my couch, and I think a lot of people are seeing it, when you see things, and and I and I know we we're probably going to talk about this. I touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the show, but my the biggest concern for me when it comes to like coaching yesterday was this going back and forth between Luke Gedicke and uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Nick, Le- Nick Leverett. I, I keep wanting to call him Gerald Levert. Uh, yeah, Nick Leverett. <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I only played up to high school football, but I know enough about football and, and paying attention that, especially on in college and in the NFL, you don't want to have too much movement on that offensive line from week to week, let alone during the game if you don't have to, because they do work as this one unit, you know, five offensive linemen all working together. The tight ends, you can kind of shift in and out. That's fine when you're playing, you know, a a 12 or or package. But those tackles and those guards, they work in unison. And when you – I don't know what they were thinking yesterday. If you were going to take Gedeke out, and by all means do so, then leave Nick Leverett in there. I mean, what are you – can you explain what their thought process was there? Because I know – Todd Bowles, who just uses cliche lines after every game, he said, "Oh well, they were they were head to head in training camp, so we wanted to kind of see, you know, like no, no, you don't. So what, what what's going on, Evan, with that?" So my guess is they don't want to completely ruin Gedeke's confidence. Which at the same time, he's an offensive lineman; he's not a quarterback. You know, he's not a receiver. Um, granted, offensive line is in a very, very important position, I believe, in building inside out. But at the same time, it's just not viewed upon the same way. You know, like, you don't go into a lot of these games saying, well, if the left guard, I mean, obviously you do this year if you're a Bucks, <laughs> if you're paying attention to the Bucks, but most of the time you're not pinpointing certain offensive linemen going into games. Um, I, I honestly don't really understand the logic behind it because, to me, you might as well just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. Um, you know, I said it last week, Gedeke had a chance over these next four to five games, minus the Aaron Donald Rams matchup to really show that he can handle at least just average NFL talent, you know, and obviously he's still going to lose some of those reps, but at least he's not, you know, he he had a chance to show that he's not going to get dominated week in week out. Like he did over these first six weeks against these really, really, you know, top tier level competition, um, defensive linemen. Right, and, and he's he's a he's a rookie, so I mean it's understandable that he's not going to be out there looking like Quentin Nelson. Okay, like it, we we get it, 
you know, and, and he's only in there out of desperation. So I think he even he knows that. So, you know, I think confidence issue, boo-hoo. He's a 300-something-pound grown man. You know, like, it, to me, it just it doesn't seem like they're doing what's best for the team. This isn't a time to be experimenting. I think they all know that Leverett's the better option. Is he great? No, but he's got to be better than Gedeke. And one thing I'll say uh, to everybody listening to, if you're not following Evan Winter on Twitter, you need to be because you put out a lot of good nuggets out there as far as uh, a lot of PFF, you know, you source them as far as like these ratings and percentages and and uh, and things that that will help the layman understand what's really going on uh, with, with different positions. Uh, and you posted something about uh the the PFF rating for for Leverett and for Gedeke. can you can you tell everybody kind of the 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 contrast between those two guys when it when it comes to yesterday's game yeah so according to PFF um you know obviously they're great aren't the end all be all but especially when it comes to offensive linemen and defensive linemen because it's hard you know stats don't tell everything when it comes to that position there's a lot of things that they, those players do right. that can affect a game that don't show up on the stat sheet. But anyways, um, PFF had Leverett with an 83.9 grade in pass protection. Um, I believe he had like a 69.3 in run blocking. Overall, he finished with like a 74, like .3, I believe. And that's a, a good grade um, in terms of the overall scale. Gedeke, on the other hand, while he had his bat, best pass blocking day of the season. I think it was like a 64 grade, and that's obviously a low bar to begin with. Mm -hmm. I don't think he got over 33 coming into the season. Um, He finished with an overall grade of 55-9. So, and yeah, the thing is, is yes, the Buccaneers had their best drive of the game when Gedeke was in. It was the 14 play, uh, 68-yard drive where they got um, into the red zone, into the goal to go, and they messed it up, you know, and had to settle for the pitiful 27-yard field goal. Can't get a yard. Overall, yeah, exactly. But overall, uh, Leverett was in for three drives. Gedeke was in for eight. Now two of those you want to wipe out because they're at the end of the half. So, you know, it's not really a, a neutral situation. There's a lot of a lot of uh, ongoing situational things that affect the play calling of both the offense and the defense. But anyways, um, when the drives that Leverett were in, it just looked like a cleaner game. The offensive line gave Brady a pocket. They completed some downfield throws. Um, they had a couple of explosive plays. I, I mean, they had a, a Rashad White had his 11-yard run, the longest run of the day. Um, I mean, there are some really, really good things. And like I said, it was just cleaner. Like, Leverett's floor is a lot higher than Gedeke's because while Gedeke overall played a better game on Sunday, as crazy as that sounds, but that's only because we have a larger sample size to go off of. It has nothing to do with what Leverett did or didn't do. Um, You still, whenever Leverett was in the game for those 18, 20 snaps, like I said, it just looked like a cleaner game. You could see the holes. You could see the running lanes. You could see the pocket for Brady. So I don't understand why they would play Gedeke, start him, and then mix him in. Because, yeah, to your point, and that's one thing that made this offensive line so great over the last two years, was the cohesiveness. You know, Alex Kappa, Tristan Wirfs, Ryan Jensen, Ali Marpet, Donovan Smith had all been there for the last two seasons, 2020 and 2021, and all but Tristan Wirfs were there in 2019. So, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing with that. I think they just need to go ahead and expand that off and stick Leverett, though, and because the key thing with last week was the Panthers were targeting Getty. 
like they were coming after yes. him there early in the game, and it was killing drives. It's one thing for him to just be losing one-on-one matchups, but when teams are flooding that side and blitzing both gaps and sending defenders on that side just to the point where you can't even do anything, then that's a problem. And at least Leverett, if they put him in, teams won't target that side like they do when Gedeke's in there. Well, we got uh, about another week, I believe, until the trade deadline. Are, are there rumors out there that you've heard? I've I've seen a couple myself, but uh, you're a little a little more in the know. Is, are there some options out there for the Bucks, and what did, what do the Bucks have to offer if there are something out there to to maybe boost up this offensive line? Or and I've I've even heard that they're looking at maybe another running back to kind of throw into the mix, and maybe even Keyshawn Vaughn might be on the trading block for us. Uh, what are you hearing out there? Yeah, so really nothing in terms of offensive linemen because I think this year with as low a scoring of a year as this year is with just all the down quarterback play and just all the weirdness going on offensively, um, you know, I think teams are wanting to make sure they stay as intact up front as possible. Uh, Kareem Hunt, though, his name was reported today as a guy on the trading block, so if the Bucks are looking to add another running back, right. that's a good pass catching back who could – he was just a lot quicker, a lot more deceptive speed than Leonard Fournette. Um, granted, and he he works in a power scheme or power scheme as well. He might he'd be a pretty decent fit. Um, but yeah, outside of that, man, not really. It's pretty slim pickings out there right now. Yeah, I, it did something. Something positive has to happen. Um, I know the rumor is that Ryan Jensen could be back for the Rams game, which is uh, two weeks away. You know, maybe that'll yeah, that'll put a spark into him. Yeah, I, I'm hearing nothing from from the Bucks on that or anything. It's right now. It's just a couple of websites that are saying this. So, who knows? I don't know what's going on with it. Now, my other question for you: if if the Bucks lose Thursday to the Ravens, are our heads going to roll? Because it doesn't make sense to if Brian Leffert was going to get fired. First of all, that that doesn't look like it's going to be an easy thing since that's that's Bruce Arians his you know that's his protege, you know, or maybe even bigger, maybe even more than that. Maybe Bowles is gone. They they're not going to do it on a short week because what are you going to do? You got 3 days to get ready for the Ravens. But if they lose to the Ravens and if they lose like they lost are way worse the last two weeks. What are, Do these guys make it to the next game? First off, I do think they're going to lose to the Ravens on Thursday. I just don't see how they they win this game. Um, but second off, no. Uh, this coaching staff, the one thing that you know, I think we all kind of knew coming into this year was, especially with how Bruce left things back in you know March whenever he retired, um, they're a tight knit group, you know. They're loyal, and you could even say they're loyal to a fault. Yeah. And while it's week seven, and things are just the worst they've ever been in the Tom Brady era, and even in the Bruce Arians, or I don't even say that. I guess the Byron Leftwich Todd Bowles era. Um, yeah, it's it's not going to happen this week. Uh, it won't happen this season either, unless there's just some kind of insane pressure from ownership or Jason Light, which I don't see that happening either. Just because 
you know, like I said, the whole progressive, you know, Tampa Bay is viewed as a very progressive franchise, and they are a very progressive franchise, and I think they're going to stick to that label and try to hold true to that as much as possible. And um, I, I just don't see this group really disbanding at the behest of one another anytime soon. Man, it's just it's it's been so long since I I hated a coaching staff. It's been you know like three 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 or four <laughs> it's, years. It's hard, man. I know. That, that dude, that that presser, that presser was left which last Thursday. I try not to call out you know coaches and stuff as much as possible unless they absolutely deserve it. And that that last week was just awful, man. Like he did himself no favors. Um, you know, laughing at reporters, blowing off questions, um, saying. Saying true statements were false when the tape like specifically shows that it was a true statement. I just, yeah, it's it's hard. It's really hard to like them right now. I, I don't. I totally understand why people have their grievances for sure. It's a very 2022 mind frame right now. Just deny, 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 even if it's on tape. What about you talked about the trade deadline <laughs> and them being you know buyers at the trade deadline? If they lose Thursday, could they be sellers? Could they be getting rid of some players? Maybe. I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, at some point you got to start thinking about next year, you know, honestly, and, uh, and you know, real quick, a quick aside, you know, maybe that's what is going on with this team. Maybe this team real, you know, got that taste of life without Tom Brady in February. And even though he came back, they still know that, the, you know, this is the last year. So maybe, maybe that has some kind of effect. But anyways, um, I mean, this team needs draft picks. They, you know, they're going to be in salary cap hell next year. It's not going to be easy navigating contracts and trying to bring back key players and so on and so forth. They're going to lose guys next year. There's no doubt. They're going to need as many draft picks as they can. It wouldn't hurt to offload a couple of contracts. So I would not be surprised if we see a name go. Do I think we will? Like a big name, you know, like Shaquille Barrett or something like that with a big contract? No, I don't think we'll see something like that. But um, it would not surprise me if we did at the end of the day. Hold on, Shaquille Barrett, he still plays for the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Except for the Saints, except for week two, he's in her. He's been absent all the all, all the. Season. I know. I tweeted that out yesterday, and some idiot like answered my tweet like, "Oh, uh, he's still on the team." Because I was like, "Who does he play for now?" It's sarcasm. Uh, that was what I was doing. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, man, yesterday was a very ranty day for me on Twitter. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't lose my blue check yesterday. It was bad. Really I mean, it's always a tough. The tough times are always a test, especially in that hellscape. So, totally understand it. Okay, so you said uh, the Bucks will lose on Thursday. I too believe they will lose on Thursday because what I've seen the last two weeks gives me no other reason to uh, to think they'll win. Um, let's quickly do our our score predictions before we let you go, Evan. Uh, will, what do you think? We'll let you go first. Oh boy. Man, <laughs> it's it's not it's, it's not. it's like when your neighbor has a a, a kid in beauty pageants yeah. that's clearly ugly, yeah. and they're like, "Look at my daughter, she's in pageants." And you, what do you think? And you got to go, ah, yeah, good. Listen, I'm gonna say something surprising. I'm gonna be positive for once. I said I wasn't super confident about them beating the Panthers. I wasn't super confident about them beating the Steelers. I did pick them. I think the Ravens are only favored by a point and a half. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. What? By three points on Thursday night. Ooh, I, think, oh. I think this is a big turnaround game for you, them. You're going to put it in, in, uh, on the foot of our number one scorer? Who's that? Ryan Suckup. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Ryan Suckup, MVP. It's going to be a low-scoring game, and I think the Bucks pull it off. It's going to be like 
14, something Ooh, like that. Ooh, okay. All right, Evan, since you're not on uh, mushrooms like Will, what do you think will happen? <laughs> I think uh, we actually will see some offensive fireworks in this one. I, I think it's going to be a rather high-scoring game, you know, probably like mid-30s for both teams. Uh, Tampa Bay did start off at like a three-point favorite. Yeah, now they, now it's flipped to the Ravens. I think they are at one and a half. I saw them at one yesterday and hopped on that real quick. Um, but I'm thinking like probably 33-26 Ravens. I just I just don't trust. We saw what these last two coaching staffs did. You're talking about Ben McAdoo yeah. and Steve Wilkes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, beating them 21-3. What do we think John Harbaugh is going to do with Lamar Jackson on a short week? I don't care if they have to travel. Ravens all day. And yeah, 33-26. That's what I'm Isn't it funny when we get these 1 o'clock games and we get these – horrible, horrible commentating crews, and they have to try to keep it interesting. So yesterday they were putting McAdoo up on this pedestal like, oh, I'm really, really great to see what McAdoo is doing. Yeah, great, great uh, game plan. By oh, McAdoo. Yeah, watch, him, watch, him, watch him take advantage of this rookie corner. That I know. Two career snaps. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you're seeing PJ Walker at his finest. I mean, this guy is at <laughs> shut up. Shut up. All right. Jesus. Anyway, um, all right. Well, you guys both way more uh, positive when it comes to this game for, for me. Uh, and I am suffering a bit of PTSD. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to uh, I feel like I was watching Lehman Bennett uh, coaching the Bucks the last two weeks. So I don't think it's going to be close. I want it. I would love to see him win. I'll probably go to the game. Um, but I just I think that uh, from what I've seen the last two weeks, uninspired football. I don't know what they're going to do in three days to turn that around, where they uh, they're not bored or they're not just uh, half assing. Uh, by the way, trade Russell Gage right now. The guy doesn't yeah, run his I... routes. He doesn't block. Almost gets Mike uh, Mike Evans murdered on a screen. Trade him now. Get that ten million off the table. Uh, but as long as you got people playing like like Russell Gage, um, I'm going to say uh, this game is going to be out of hand, and it's going to be bad because the Ravens are better than they've even been. And I think uh, I think this game will be uh, it'll be the Ravens. They will cover the spread. <laughs> uh, the Ravens win this game, thirty-one to thirteen. Oh, oh man, I know that's rough. I know. I'm sorry. I'm I don't sorry. blame you. I don't blame you at all. I'm sorry. By the way, I, don't blame you I only missed on two games yesterday on all my predictions, and I had four games where I almost got the scores exactly right. They were, they were one point off. The one game I got, the two games I got wrong, <laughs> one was the Bucks, yeah. who I said would slaughter <laughs> the Panthers because, I don't know, I'm a, I have a brain, and they were supposed to. Uh, and the other game. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.